0: According to a University of Sydney language researcher, his name, Christopher Pepin-Neff, shark attack is a lie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) According to the professor, I'm sorry, the researcher, Christopher Pepin Neff, the majority of what people call attacks are merely nips and minor injuries from smaller sharks. He also said that prior to the 1930s, when a prominent Sydney surgeon began calling them attacks, they were called shark accidents. You know, we do a lot of things that we didn't do prior to the 1930s most of them i'm guessing are probably pretty good they just want to change the way we discuss our interactions with sharks really isn't that interesting isn't that interesting according to one report from a water enthusiast who prefers more uh, more of approach to describing the shark encounter that left him with deep leg wounds. Oh, I tell people I had a bit of a run in with a man in a gray suit. Did ya? Did ya? Now I know it's shark week. I get that. And it's shark week. At least this year, I don't feel like it got the promotion that it deserves because, you know, usually we have, uh, you know, it turns into a big event. But it seems like this week has been a little, or this this week, which is shark week, this year has been a little, you know, downtrodden on sharks. But perhaps if we just start calling them encounters instead of attacks, people will appreciate the beauty that is a shark. They're not just mindless eating machines. They're just an interesting aquatic life that don't have hands. And they, when they want to figure out something, they have to mouth it. <laughs> I'm telling you, just when you think things can't get weirder, they do. Speaking of that, welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. You're headed out to the beach. Let's say to Shark Watch. Or, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, wander around in the water and maybe have a shark bump or two, (laughs) a little shark encounter, but you need a little sunscreen. You shouldn't be using the Johnson and Johnson Neutrogena sunscreen because they just recalled it. Yeah. They recalled the company announced the recall and they advised consumers to stop using the products. The affected products were sold in aerosol cans are Aveeno Protect Plus, Refresh Aerosol Sunscreen and four Neutrogena sunscreen versions, Beach Defense Aerosol Sunscreen, Cool Dry Sport Aerosol Sunscreen, Invisible Daily Defense Aerosol Sunscreen and Ultra Sheer Aerosol Sunscreen. The recall includes all can sizes and all levels of sun protection factor or, you know, SPF according to the notice from the FDA. Now, why did they recall it? Because they found benzene in the product. And you say, well, so what's benzene? I mean, it's just a chemical found in nature (laughs) and manufactured products. It's just a highly toxic chemical to humans, which means it can harm you if you swallow it, touch it, breathe it, Oh, it may appear colorless or slightly yellow in liquid form. It evaporates easily at room temperature and can dissolve somewhat in water. What is it used for? Well, some industries use benzene to make other chemicals that are used to make plastics, resins, nylon, synthetic fibers. It's also used to make some types of lubricants, rubbers, dyes, detergents, drugs, and pesticides. So, good. I love the product, benzene or the chemical benzene. But I don't love it in my Aveeno and Neutrogena sunscreen products. So, if you have those, take them back, get your money back, or, of course, they always tell you you could throw them away, but, you know, I'd prefer to get my money back on a product that I purchased. You know, I long we're hanging out in the water, we might as well stay there for a little bit. They suspended a search for this diver, and he went missing and it was off the coast of Jacksonville in Florida and the coast guard announced, Hey, yeah, we're not going to look for the diver anymore. And this Timothy Obi uh, OB, OBI, Obi-I, uh, 37, he was reported missing on Saturday and they, you know, took off to look for them, right? I mean, it was a rescue mission. They found, fi- they, they spanned three hours days over 3,800 square miles or 3,800 square nautical miles, according to the, according to the report. And they finally gave it up and said, yeah, we're not going to search for him anymore because they found diving equipment that belongs to the missing diver. And it was found with damage that they believe came from a Marine predator. Perhaps he had an encounter with a shark. Not an attack, an encounter. Now, I would say that's very sad news, right? But then it got me thinking, you know, if I wanted to disappear, if I wanted to say, go away and perhaps have my family get some life insurance money or even me get some life insurance money as a friend of the family down the road, um, it would be a good way to do it, wouldn't it? To go diving and then disappear have your diving equipment all mangled and torn up. (laughs) You could have wrestled. You could have made it look that way. Although, you know, you could just feed it to a shark swimming by for the encounter and let the shark chew on it for a while and realize that it's nothing and leave it there on the bottom. And then you would hope that the coast guard would find it in that area and realize, oh yeah, he had an encounter with some sort of uh, what do they call it? Marine predator. And then he's gone, so we just gave it up. I mean, it'd be a pretty good way to disappear. You know, but maybe that's just me. Just me. You know, another thing that's just me is I can't get past the words changing. You know, we talk about the shark attacks not being shark attacks, their encounters. And of course, you know, I get it that... uh, some people have a personal preference for the language they use because words matter. I get it. And remember we talked about uh, the PETA people all wound up because they didn't want people to call other people a chicken or a pig anymore because it gave a bad name. It was offensive and it was a bad name for chickens and pigs. And then we have uh, the entomological society of America that wants to change the name of gypsy moths because, you know, it may be offensive to certain people. Really? Really? It may be gypsy moth may be offensive to certain people. It's an ethnic slur to begin with, and that's been rejected by the Romania people a long time ago. Second, Nobody wants to be associated with a harmful invasive pest. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got it. It's offensive to someone who may or may not be looked at as a gypsy and are people really upset because something is called a gypsy moth? Okay. Alright. You got me. You got me. I know that it's a you know, a derogatory term for the Romani people. Is it though? Is it really? When you think of Gypsy, do you think of it being a derogatory term? I don't. I don't. But you know, that's just me. I know. I know. It's just me. And then we have uh, a this education nominee for this administration. She is uh, Catherine Lahaman or Lhamon L-H-A-M-O-N and she had her confirmation hearing and she believes that people aren't presumed innocent anymore. Wait, what? Yeah, they're not uh, presumed innocent. They're You're just open to the possibility that they're innocent. So instead of someone having the presumption of innocence when you're accused of something, you are, you know, a person that uh, should be open to the possibility. We're open to the possibility that you're innocent, but we're not presuming. We have no (laughs) presumption that you're innocent. Wait, I kind of goes against our laws. But hey, again, maybe that's just me. (laughs) Maybe that's just me. It's such a weird thing. Such a weird, weird thing. Everything is changing. Uh, Just everything is changing. And, And I know that it's, you know, we have to keep up and we don't have to change with it. We just have to realize that we're going to keep being bombarded by these things. And when it's something that we say is, you know what? No. And that's uh, that's my campaign. How about no? You're able to say no. And that seems to be a problem in today's world. People don't want to say no. I get it. I, you know, I don't want to tell people no at all. But sometimes you have to be able to say, how about, no, like, uh, what are you chicken? (laughs) If I say, come on, what are you chicken? That's not me being derogatory to the animal chicken. I love chicken. I'm all about eating chicken. Oops. That's wrong too. I'm all about loving chickens. Okay. They're okay but the meaning behind what what are you chicken uh that doesn't mean i'm being derogatory to chickens if you think that don't say it or i'm sorry but no i'm not saying it to offend you same with well you know what pig maybe (laughs) what are you oh man stop eating are you a pig (laughs) Again, that's not being derogatory to a pig. Now that I say it out loud. If you're saying, oh man, that kid eats like a pig. That's not being derogatory toward a pig. That's being derogatory toward the human. Well, I mean, that's that's not even being derogatory to the human. Pigs eat all the time. They eat or or, or, down in the mud. Come on, that's what pigs do. Do you want to be like a pig? If so, what are you, a pig? That's not being derogatory. I'm sorry, no. It's not being derogatory. But that's not going to stop groups like the Better Common Names Project. That's from the entomologists. They want effective communication with the public, the policymakers, and other scientists, for that matter. Effective communication can help advance science, advance entomology, and increase the flourishing of humans and the environment. Common names of insects were formerly recognized in the early 20th century to help bridge communication between those who study insects and those who don't. However, (laughs) not all common names accepted over the past 120 years align with the goal of better communication. Some actually hinder it. I know, names that contain derogative terms, you know, like gypsy moths. Oh my gosh. Names of four invasive species with inappropriate geographic references. Oh man, do I hate that. Is there examples of those? Why yes, yes there are. And of course names that are inappropriately, uh, that that inappropriately disregard what the insect might be called by native communities. Oh yeah, because notable examples of an invasive plant species include the kudzu vine, The Andean pampas grass, English ivy, Japanese knotweed. (laughs) Does that make you think something bad about the Japanese because of this particular knotweed that we don't like? This invasive species, the Japanese knotweed. It's just like the Japanese. What about the New Zealand mud snail? <laughs> the feral pig. Oh, yeah, I hate that. The European rabbit. The gray squirrel. What? Oh, that's just an invasive species. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We just call it a gray squirrel. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. All right, <laughs> let's, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately after that. <laughs> that is so good. I hope the change in uh, the uh, Coca-Cola product of Coke Zero Sugar doesn't change the goodness of that. I'll tell you that. Nothing could change uh, the goodness as long as we're in the break room uh, of my Twitter account, you can follow me at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And uh, you can always email me, uh, fat at theblaze.com, if you have questions or comments. And uh, the voicemail phone number is still up and running at 214 735 9356. 214 735 9356. You can always call that and leave a message. And who knows? you may make it to the air of chewing the fat. You know, earlier this week, I had uh, Andrew Heaton on talking about his uh, latest endeavor, his poetry book, Los Angeles is Hideous. And a story from uh, (laughs) Los Angeles uh, talked about how the beaches were closed. Several Los Angeles area beaches were closed. uh, The first part of this week, Sure, that's probably a good idea to stay away even now. Uh, if those of you listening live today, it's the 15th of July 2021. This story, dateline, July 13th, 2021. uh They closed these beaches uh, because of a sewage spill. Seven, oh, it's only 17 million gallons of sewage that spilled into Santa Monica Bay. Oh man, how bad do you want to swim now? <laughs> How bad do you want to swim now? Now, the original report of this massive discharge of 17 million gallons of sewage into the ocean, uh, the original report was a power outage at this Hyperion plant caused the untreated sewage to be discharged into the ocean. Huh, a power outage in California, go figure. Now... Then they came on with saying that, uh, oh, hey, the plant was able to prevent an even larger spill. But we're going to need answers. Oh, you mean they actually saved us from an actual larger spill? Oh, my gosh, that is so nice of them. So the plant manager, the executive plant manager said that the plant or the facility became inundated with overwhelming quantities of debris causing backup of the headworks facility the plant's relief system was triggered and sewage flows were controlled through use of the plant's one mile outfall and discharge of untreated sewage into santa monica bay so man, that was good. That was nice. So everything worked perfectly. It wasn't a power outage. <laughs> a power outage has nothing to do with it. They were inundated with overwhelming quantities of debris. So, you know, it saved. It saved you. It only it only discharged 17 million gallons of sewage into Santa Monica Bay. So get over it, okay? Quit your whining and go walk along the beach. And man, I bet you that is a nice smell in Santa Monica Bay. Makes you want to go swimming and just jump in and get out all refreshed (laughs) with that overwhelming quantity of debris. Oh man, does that sound good? But it brings me back to Andrew Heaton's Los Angeles is Hideous" poetry book that does remind me of that particular poetry book and why andrew wanted to get out of los angeles and i heard andrew on another sh- program that uh, that program did the exact same interview that i did on monday so i uh, you know you're welcome you're welcome for doing the precursor to your interview i see where the tiger king back in the news joe exotic he was just granted resentencing in the murder for hire case that put him in prison, the federal appeals court said that uh, the former zoo owner and Netflix star Joe Exotic uh, had to be resentenced for his conviction in the murder for hire plot. I guess he was sentenced to 22 years in federal lockup for trying to hire, not I guess, this is actually what happened. He was sentenced to 22 years in federal lockup for trying to hire two men to kill his nemesis, Carol Baskin, big cat rescue owner in Tampa, Florida. And in fact, uh, Tiger King is right here in Fort Worth, Texas, at the federal facility. Now they ab- they say that the original sentence was issued using the wrong sentencing guidelines. So is he walking out like Bill Cosby? Uh, No, uh, no. The proper sentencing range should have been between 17 and a half to just under 22 years. Not, (laughs) not just under 22 years to 27 years in prison. So, I mean, it's knocking a couple of years off of time in prison. And, it doesn't do anything to his conviction for killing five tigers, selling tiger cubs, and falsifying wildlife records. So, he's going to still be in there for quite some time. He never did get that pardon from what was, who was then President Trump, uh, still in office. Uh, Joe was, uh, planning on, uh, President Donald J. Trump pardoning him. <laughs> it never did happen. So he's stuck wallowing in federal prison for just, you know, killing five tigers, selling tiger cubs, falsifying wildlife records, and a murder for hire campaign. That's it though. That's it. Speaking of going to prison, I hope this 19-year-old girl goes to prison for a long, long time. And no, not really, I don't. This girl has been charged with disorderly conduct and criminal mischief with a hate crime enhancement. And this actually is what gives police officers bad names. Now, no one supports the police more than chewing the fat. All right, I'm a back the blue kind of show. 100%. I try to give them all the benefits of the doubts that they deserve and that they should get for doing their chosen profession, being a, being a police officer and protecting and serving. However, this particular thing really kind of ticks me off. So, a sheriff's deputy was wrapping up a routine traffic stop at a Utah gas station when he saw a teen with a back the blue sign which urged support of police officers stomp on it <laughs> after her friend was pulled over so she's pissed that her friend got pulled over and was getting a ticket from this police officer right so she crumples up the back the blue sign in a destructive manner let me ask you a question uh i don't i guess there's a destructive manner way that you crumple up a sign rather than just the everyday run of the mill crumpling up of a sign. But this Garfield County Sheriff's deputy needs to stop it. Okay. She crumpled it up in a destructive manner. The officer accused the teen of smirking at him. No, not smirking at him in an intimidating manner. Okay. If a teenager... Cannot be mad at her friend for getting a, for mad about her friend getting a ticket and mad at the officer for giving her friend a ticket and crumpling up a back the blue sign in a destructive manner and then smirking at him in an intimidating manner. Uh, you don't need to be a police officer. It's time for you to find another profession. Uh, definitely. I, I can't, I can't. Are you kidding me? we're treating uh crumpling up of a sign and a smirk as a hate crime enhancement no and if the if there is a judge or any kind of prosecutor that wants to do this and then lead this could lead to a 1 year sentence stop it that's embarrassing that's embarrassing I I, I I can't and i i hope that at least the ACLU is, uh, going to take this case. I mean, this is ridiculous. This kind of charging decision sends an extremely chilling message to the community. Yeah, no kidding. That is from the ACLU. Good. No kidding. They. I mean, I know we, we have our issues with the American Civil Liberties Union, but this is something they need to take on. This is ridiculous. When we have police officers, this is This is what gives police officers a bad name. I'm sorry. Now maybe he's just, you know, he's pissed that this girl is pissed at him for giving his friend a ticket. I got it. So why not, you know, set her straight and talk to her about the job and what she had. But that now's, you know, that's probably not the time because she's pissed at her friend. So as a police officer who is supposed to be trained in, you know, dealing with interactions with other people when someone crumples up a sign in a destructive manner and then threw it in a trash can and then smirked at him in an intimidating manner and he's gonna write her a ticket and then upgrade it I'm sorry enhance it to a hate crime come on it's time for you to find a new profession right now maybe deputy you could go work for the Massachusetts restaurant that closed its door in honor of a day of kindness because irate customers were making the staff uncomfortable and sad. I know. So they had to take some time off and take advantage of a day of kindness. I know. Their Facebook post Put said that uh, we're closed on a temporary, uh, temporary closure because as many of our guests and patrons treat us with kindness and understanding, there have been an astronomical influx daily of those who do not swearing at us, threatening to sue, arguing and yelling at my staff, making team members cry. This is an unacceptable way to treat any human being. Now, let's pause for one moment. I got it. And I agree, perhaps when a customer is being an asshole, you as the manager of Cape Cod restaurant in Brewster, Massachusetts, come out and tell them to take a hike. You don't want their business. And you say this waitress or waiter was doing a fine job for you. But do you say, oh, it's okay, honey. Don't cry. Did she say something mean to you? did she were you working and somebody were you working with the public and somebody said something mean to you i know they were being rude or upset they were maybe even being verbally abusive i know maybe they even crumpled up the bill in a destructive manner <laughs> and smirked at the waitress in an intimidating manner never mind maybe the police officer doesn't need to come work here because Huh. He won't be able to write tickets and he'll just have to take the day off and cry for a day of kindness because somebody said something mean to me. I was just bringing them their hamburger and they got mad at me because the service was too slow. And I told them I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> they didn't treat me with kindness and they just berated me and nobody needs to be treated like that. I'm just a waitress. Ugh. I can So good news for Britney Spears. She was granted a request to hire her own attorney. Yay. And after 13 years of conservatorship, uh, how this has been handled, it is really good news for Britney so they, she can replace the uh, the old attorney with her new attorney and someone will, that will be working for her with her on that. She explained to the judge that she was extremely scared of her father and that she's not willing to be evaluated in order to remove him. I don't know that that will happen, because I'm sure the judge will want a new evaluation. But if you're coming at it with someone who's on your side, maybe you get to choose who evaluates you. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see how the judge ranks that. Because she, you know, she's been part of this conservatorship now. I, I was, I was uh, listening to one interview where they talked about how difficult it is to get out of a conservatorship once you get put in, and we've seen that right, right now. So. She told the judge, I'm here to get rid of my dad and charge him with conservatorship abuse. And later she added that she wanted him investigated and that this conservatorship has allowed my dad to ruin my life. She told the court that every part of her life has been controlled down to her diet, that she worked 70 hours a week. Uh, Now, see, this is where I get into... Well, I'll come back to that. And she said that their goal was to make me feel crazy, and I'm not, and that's not okay. So now we find out that her new attorney, who briefly addressed the court, told the judge that he's coming later into the case, and that he said clearly this isn't working, and he intends to file the petition to the court that where the goal will end the conservatorship, and that's that's the whole you know, that's the end game, right? Let's do this. Let's get rid of this whole conservatorship. So Brittany has finally got someone and will petition the court to end the conservatorship. Don't forget before it wasn't to end the conservatorship, it was to get rid of her father. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I know that uh, you know, you don't want to be controlled and you're, you know, conservatorship is almost a, you know, a modern way of saying you're someone's slave if you're you know, if you can take care of yourself, right? And that seems to be, I don't know, here in America, that's a pretty pretty low bar. Uh, Can you take care of yourself? Yeah, okay, go ahead. That's what what it's supposed to be anyway. And when she talks about uh, she had to work 70 hours a week, yeah, I know. Uh, That's tough when you have to work so much and then end up making, you know, tens of millions of dollars because of it. I know. See, that's, and that's where I, I, I lose my little bit of, uh, a little bit of hurt for Brit because, uh, while dad was treated her like crap and if everything that is, uh, said about him is true, uh, this guy is a dirt bag, Jamie Spears, and he needs to be dealt with. But, he also, you know, made, uh, worked with his daughter to make a lot of money and have a pretty good life outside of being controlled. And I get it. I get it. Nobody wants to be controlled. Oh, so what? She has a big, beautiful house. She can't go anywhere. She can't like the people that she wants to like, and she has to perform and practice and, and she can only weigh so much, you know, it almost sounds like a good idea. Maybe I got to get into a conservatorship so someone can control my eating and make me tens of millions of dollars. Maybe Jamie Spears isn't doing anything right now and he can help me out. <laughs> it's just a joke, Brittany. Jeez, calm down. But, you know, look, Brittany, we know that Brittany is, uh, you know, struggled. And so what? I've said all along, so what? I don't care. I mean, if she wants to throw a Pile up her money in the backyard and throw a bonfire and have a money-burning party. So be it. Bless her heart. Let her go live in a tent on the side of the road then. And we'll do an expose on Vice next year of, we just spotted Britney Spears in the tunnels of Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, she's homeless now. Really? Yes. She's living next door to the former porn star that's living in the tunnels of Las Vegas. Britney Spears is now broke. Maybe she should have stayed in the conservatorship. No, maybe she shouldn't have. Maybe it's not up to you. That's uh, just incredible. So I'm looking forward to the Vice Expose, though, seeing Britney in the tunnels of Vegas. And as long as we're talking about uh, California crazy women, uh, there was another story of a naked lady who was stuck between two concrete walls of a building. I know. This was in uh, Santa Ana, California. So workers in a nearby business heard screams from a woman begging for help. The employees couldn't determine where the cries were coming from. So we heard this lady in the back behind our shop screaming and screaming and screaming. And we couldn't see anybody. And so we called the cops. And the cops came and they got on the roof and looked between the two walls. And uh, she's all naked. She's in pain. She was screaming in pain. She was upside down, too. So they eventually found the woman in an eight inch wide gap between the two walls, called the fire rescuers to the scene. This is according to the report. And they posted video of the rescue team drilling into the concrete wall in an attempt to free the woman. Now, first off, let's just say this. This is something I will never have to worry about. There's not a chance of me sliding between two walls, eight inches apart. (laughs) that's just not going to happen. Okay. I know that now. So how she slid this naked woman slides between two walls. I, you know, I have no idea. And so the firefighters breached the wall while keeping an eye on the female and ventilating the area and they got her out. So how they, how she got wedged in there. They didn't know. They don't know how she physically got in there. She couldn't crawl out and for two and a half hours they uh, you know worked at getting her out and they finally freed the woman now it's unclear how she got stuck in there what happened and they say that as soon as we know we'll let you know as soon as as soon as we have answers to those questions we'll release details will you i don't know that you will i think that perhaps this lady may take the place of Brittany in the conservatorship world because I don't know that a sane person is naked and is able to slip between two walls of a building. I I you know, but who am I? Who am I to judge? <laughs> I know that we've judged a couple of people that could possibly have a little something wrong with them, but a Capitol riot suspect just said that she didn't need a lawyer because she's a self governed individual. Oh, okay. This is the lady who allegedly uh, said that she wanted to hang Nancy Pelosi. She's claiming to have special legal privileges. Really? Yeah. A Pennsylvania pizzeria owner arrested and charged in connection with 1-6 demanded the removal of any and all defense attorneys on her behalf, arguing that she is a divine entity immune from the court's laws. Okay, I like that defense. I think I want to become a divine entity immune from the court's laws. Now, according to... Reports and video evidence uh, sh- this lady can be heard bring Nancy Pelosi out here right now <laughs> we want to hang that effing B. now let me ask you a question I realize that's what she said and I realize that it's you know not good you could quote me on that it's not good but if Nancy Pelosi were to have come out there. Do you honestly believe that this lady would have hung her? Maybe, maybe she would have attempted it. I don't think the crowd would have let it happen. Maybe this crazy lady who is immune from the court's laws would have attempted it, but she has special legal privileges as a self-governed individual. Oh, okay. She claims that she does not stand under the law. Under Genesis one, God gave man dominion over law. She was later removed from the video proceeding due to her inability to show calm and decency to the court. Okay. Yeah. We didn't, she didn't show the court enough respect. All right, fine. So she submitted several filings, um, with saying that she was sovereign citizen. All right. Uh, one file, she included a patent of nativity, which is a document that she claimed was proof that her living DNA existed on this land before there was a United States of America or any state thereof. It includes a detailed genealogy of both her mother's and father's ancestry. So, if she has, you know, patent of nativity. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm in love with this with this lady. This, uh, you know, I, did I used to call her a crazy lady? No, Pauline Bauer. No, no, she's not crazy. She's just trying to defend herself in a court of law. And look, if she's got divine entity immune, and if she's self governed. And if she has uh, you know, patent of nativity, good for her. Good for her. Good luck with that, though. Good luck. And I see where the feds have arrested five family members who walked into the Capitol during the 1-6. So they arrested five members of this Munn family of Texas. They entered the Capitol during 1-6. So they arrested the parents and two, chi- three children, according to the complaint. All five members were charged with disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, among other charges. I'd like to know what those other charges are, but I mean disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. All right. So I guess that there's, you know, screenshots of posts where they say, Washington, D.C., here we come, stop the steal, Trump is still my president. How dare you think that President Trump, I mean, former President Trump, was still the president? I mean, Hillary Clinton has yet to acknowledge Donald Trump as president of the United States. For real. She still claims that she had the presidency stolen from her. But you can't. You can't do that with Cap- with Donald Trump. Don't you do that. So they're busy or still arresting people because of 1-6. So we'll see how that goes. doesn't seem to be going too well. They keep doubling down on how horrific it was and making it the worst thing ever that happened in the United States. So we'll see if that continues on. I don't know. You think maybe at some point they'll reach uh, you know, a point where they've gone too far. Eh, It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like they care. They're just going to keep pushing forward and going for it. Just keep pushing that rock farther and farther to the ledge. If there is such a thing as a ledge anymore, I don't know that there is. I don't know that there is. There was a great report talking about uh, Kamala Harris and her ex staffers who were terrified. (laughs) The headline is, they're terrified at the thought of her becoming president. You never know when she's going to snap at you. I believe that. I believe that she, she does seem like that type of person. Maybe she's not. I could be wrong. Who am I to judge? But I'm just saying it does seem like she would be that type of person. According to one report, it's a nightmare scenario former Harris staffers watched nervously as their former boss ascended to the national political stage. Many of them remain loyal Democrats and fans of Biden, but they didn't want to see a boss with whom they'd had a bad experience become the Democratic Party's standard bearer. So, okay. Apparently, a dozen former Harris staffers were interviewed from various points of her political career, nearly all of whom Wanted to speak on the condition of anonymity. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean, you're still pushing your luck saying you're a former Harris staffer. Because she's coming after you now, man. There's no doubt about that. Good luck. Good luck saying it wasn't you talking to the press. But apparently the ex aides recall a toxic and reactionary workplace. Infused with a sense of paranoia. <laughs> We never knew when she was going to snap. One former staffer who had mostly positive things to say about Harris conceded that her staffers were often so stressed out that they were making themselves sick. Is that toxic? I don't know. So there you go. See now, there's there's the the other side of that, right? Are you the one making it toxic? Are you the one? Are you the waitress that can't take the customer hollering at you, so you have to take a day off <laughs> because they said mean things to me when I brought them their burger late? <laughs> I can't do this. Okay, we'll find another gig, and that's what they did because they're former staffers. But apparently, she made people feel like crap all the time, and I. You know, it sounds like, it just sounds like she would be that type of person. She, she presents herself as someone who would be that type of person. But again, who am I to judge? I see where Shep Smith uh, apparently is having big temper tantrums and hollering at people left and right at uh, CNBC because uh, his show is uh, sucking big wind. And I I like Shep, and his show is kind of cool. But, you know, he did have the the platform of Fox News with those numbers in the afternoon and other shows surrounding him. He had Fox News surrounding him, right? So now he goes to CNBC, and, you know, he's making pretty good money at CNBC. And, uh, you know, the numbers aren't quite uh, what they hoped they would be. So apparently his show dropped from 296,000 nightly viewers in February to an average of 197,000 viewers in June. Ooh, that is not good. It's the seventh highest rated show on CNBC and 11th for the critical 2554 age demographic. Now that is just for CNBC, okay? But those numbers for other cable news channels, way down the list, way down their list. According to this, viewers almost never tune into a specific show at a specific time anymore. They go to particular networks for a certain kind of experience. Yeah, no kidding. And the experience they were getting at CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, uh, were anti-Trump bash Trump and now Trump's gone. You got what you hoped for. And sometimes the grass isn't always greener, is it? No. No, it's not. Uh, I know. I know. Did you see... Oh, shoot. There was a cruise ship uh, in Singapore where one person tested positive, and so they confined everybody. Nearly 3,000 passengers and crew are disembarking this Dream Cruises ship because they've been confined to their cabins for over a day, they were confined to their cabins for I don't know thirty hours, something like that. Because uh, one passenger tested positive for COVID nineteen, so all guests were required to take COVID tests as they when they left, and uh, one person tested positive on the trip, and then they and then they made everybody down. They only let a you know the a, Certain amount of staff moved throughout the ship during that time, and all passengers and crew were required to isolate in their cabins. And then they had one test, one person test positive, and then they all tested negative the rest of the time. But with the contact tracing, uh, they had to leave separately. Okay, the passenger tested positive had to leave hours before all the other guests they did all contact tracing by wearable devices key cards cct footage on the on the ship and all the guests were required to fill out contactless shelf self-checkout forms before leaving their rooms and they had to take a rapid test before they left but they had to stay in there. One thousand six hundred and forty-six passengers, one thousand two hundred and forty-nine crew members on board this ship, and they canceled a two-night World Dream Cruise that was scheduled to depart after this. So I don't know what these cruise cruise liners are going to do, man. They want to be back for a bit back on business. They want to get things working, and they they're out on the they're out on the waters, and they need the business. I get it. But if one person tests positive, and you're going to lock down everybody. And dock and kick everybody off and test them all and uh isolate them and contact tracing everyone and i I don't know I don't know how it's what it's gonna happen I really don't it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly it's gonna be ugly. The good news is you're gonna have someone coming to your house and telling you how important it is to get the vaccine, so that's good, and I know that there's The White House is claiming that there's plenty of misinformation out there. (laughs) You know, like the misinformation of the government coming to your house, knocking on your door, saying, hey, we're here to let you know how good the vaccine is. And are you vaccinated? And guess what? They're saying, look, uh, that is misinformation and scare tactics, okay? Uh, This isn't the government coming to your house. It's not government officials. So it's people in your neighborhood, okay, that are coming into your, into your neighborhood. It's people that you know, and they're letting you know how important it is to get you to get vaccinated. And, and it's not the government. Really? It's not? No. I would venture to say that all these different organizations that are busy going to come to people's doors are getting some kind of government money. I mean, that's the Anthony Fauci, argument against spending money on gain-of-function research at all these labs, right? They, he was he was uh, made to not give money to the gain-of-function research because it was illegal. The United States said, no, you couldn't do it. And so he gave money to another company who then gave money to the gain-of-function research so he could say, no, oh, it's not. We didn't give any money to gain-of-function Uh, You mean that place that I gave money to gave money to something for gain of function? What? I didn't know. So that's kind of the same thing. Uh, They don't work for the government, the people that are coming to your door. Okay. I believe you.